Welcome to a special session of Use Your Words Podcast. Josh and Aaron are not able to join on this episode uh, because, well, they both had scheduling conflicts, and at most I would have been able to get 20 minutes out of them, which doesn't allow for a good conversation at all. So I decided I was going to go ahead and do something on my own here without the two of them this week. Uh, one thing <laughs> I never want to do is unlike another podcast I know where they basically take one episode and stretch out to like four. So, and we're not talking like, uh, four, maybe 20 minutes episodes. We're talking like four, two hour, hour and a half episodes where they like, maybe we'll interview a person on the first one. The second one, there'll be uh, one, the co-host and someone else talking about it. And the second episode after that will be another co-host and another person talking about it. And then the third episode after the interview will be the two co-hosts back there talking about the interview. They just did essentially dragging one episode out into four weeks. And I never want to do that because one that gets boring for everyone else, including me. And that's just not something I want to do. Now, will we rehash topics from time to time? Yes, we will. And the reason for that is maybe things will have changed or maybe new perspectives will come about and we need to maybe correct or amend some things or say, hey, you know what? Maybe we made an oopsie and we need to bring some things back uh, from that to do that. Uh, so today I kind of want to talk about, well, two things, really. Uh, I want to expand a little bit more on cancel culture in a minute. I'll do that. But I also want to start off with this. September is National Suicide Aware Prevention Month. Okay. I was actually recently sat down by my manager at work and told that my company, my job, um, again, my job has no say or influence over what I say, but at the same time, everything I do say does not represent anything that my employer said, you know, represents and they don't endorse anything I say. That being said, um, I do have a, a review with my manager once a month, just kind of catch up on what's going on. It's a quick half hour thing, you know, not a ton of time, but enough to say, Hey, like, these are my concerns. These are what's going on. This is what I need you to know. And he had a, the little corporate spiel that he had to read to me this month about a National Suicide Prevention Month and that it was in September and that our company had signed, I guess, a pledge to have zero employees kill themselves during the month of September, which to be frank in us, okay, good on you guys for committing to that good. Um, you know, and he started going through the thing of, you know, if you, if you need help with this, you can call this number to the employee assistance program and talk to someone they can refer you and get you help in that. I was like, okay, that's good. But at the same time, them signing a commitment of zero employees killing themselves in the month of September is a little ridiculous on two fronts. Front one that they can control that. Um, <laughs> 
no one can control how an individual feels, unfortunately. Uh, we see that all the time. And it's really easy. It's re- And I talked about this uh, back in May. It is really easy to put on a front where someone says that they are doing fine and on the inside they are slowly dying and maybe emotionally killing themselves and not being willing or able to admit it out loud to others that they need help. So there's that that first piece, you know, that's a little ludicrous to say that they could sign this commitment that none of their employees are going to do this because they really don't know how all their employees are doing unless they're a manager that actually gets to know their employees. And, you know, and I like my manager. Uh, He's a great guy. You know, yeah, we only get like that half hour once a month, but I know if there's anything else in the meantime in the month, I can talk to him, uh, whether that be via text message, you know, phone call, email, whatever, just to say, hey, look, I'm having this concern with this here at work. You know, let me, can we get this taken care of? And he's been pretty good about that. And so I, I enjoy my manager. I, and he's, tries to get to know us. And he can do that with a smaller team. I work in IT, remember? So, you know, we're relatively close to one another for the most part. However, you have someone maybe who is in charge of nursing at a large multi-floor hospital. Your nurses, your staff are going to be spread out pretty all over it's hard for you to get to know all of them pretty well. You might be able to get to know a few because maybe you work close to them, but you're not going to be able to get to know all of them. So like I said, good on the company for wanting to do that, but it's a little ludicrous because you you can't control how people feel. And that also relies on the fact that if a person's feeling like that, that they actually will be willing to reach out. And that may not be always someone who can do that. You know, some, sometimes when you're in that, that mindset, you don't want to reach out for help. You'd rather suffer in silence. So again, and I know we uh, broadcast this in May, but the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Now, as we did talk with Andy back in May, you may get put on hold for a while if you call. So that being said, they do have um, for deaf and hard of hearing, or if you just want to chat online. If you go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org, you can click on in the upper right-hand corner where it says chat, and you can chat with someone in a text box. And this month, especially, um, they have what they're calling is a Be the One to campaign since it's National Suicide Prevention Month. And they have a special link on their homepage and they it takes you to a web page, you know, be the one to help, you know, and save people and keep them from hurting themselves, which great. I'm, I'm all for it, you know, and they have some helpful guides here. They're like, you know, spread the message or get the five steps to help someone in a crisis, you know, and the five steps that they go through are ask, keep them safe, be there help them connect, and follow up. And all five of those are perfect. The reason I say they're perfect is like the first one, ask. Now, they're, they're pretty right to the point, and for me, that's fine. I, I'm pretty right to the point person. I don't really regularly beat around the bush. They, they go, ask the question, are you thinking about suicide? If you know the person well enough, yeah, you can go that direct, <laughs> you know? 
you you can you can be that direct and you can be like hey you know what let's have this talk let's have this discussion okay the second part the keep them safe that's going to that's going to be different based on the, your relationship with that person and where they are physically in relation to you i'm not talking like are they your cousin or something i'm saying like you know do they live like 10 minutes down the road or do they live halfway across the country so what the keep them safe portion it it's kind of a, a two step thing um so what they say is they put you put time and distance between the person and their chosen method so firearms pills whatever when they say time and distance maybe maybe take the person out for dinner and a movie you know get them away and out of the house also if you know let's say that their plan is to kill themselves as a firearm store have them ask them to store that firearm somewhere else not with them with a trusted friend a family member don't tell them they don't have to tell them why they're necessarily storing it there you know so like in my case okay if if i had a firearm and you know i was going through this and you know andy was like you know when you get that firearm out of your house Either A, I could have Andy store it, or maybe I have my mom store it. And I just don't tell why. I just like, hey, I, I just need you to store this for a little bit. You don't have to say why. But that time and that distance can help. Another thing that might help with that, if you know that maybe the person lives alone, you know, maybe have them come over for a weekend or maybe a couple of days during the week. You know, it might be an inconvenience for you, but let's be honest here. Having an inconvenience of a house guest is a lot better than getting the call that you have to go to someone's funeral, especially a friend or family members. The third step, be there. This one, again, depends on you know how close distance-wise you are. Um, be there could be anything from, you know, hey, you know what? Be available to talk to them via text or talk with someone on um, FaceTime or duo phone calls again if you're can if you're close by being there can mean maybe you just hang out with them in their house for a little bit just a it gives them someone to be there with them and from personal experience when you're going through stuff like that that is essential for someone to be there with you while you're going through stuff it, it helps you feel not so alone it anchors you into the reality of what is going on. And that little lie that you tell yourself that you're alone and that no one cares, guess what? That little lie can't persist when you have someone physically there, even if they're just sitting there being quiet and you're not talking. So being there, it's great. And again, if you're not close by where you can't sit with them physically, do it virtually. Do it literally. Sit on a Skype call for a little bit and just sit there and um, just watch them. Let them know that you care, that you love them, and that you'll do what you can. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can do everything. I, let's be honest again. The person who is going through that crisis moment has to do the work themselves. They cannot rely on others to do the work for them. They need to, at the end of the day, be the ones to put various things into practice that they learn from maybe, um, oh, I don't know, 
uh, therapy or inpatient or outpatient in that. But the thing is <laughs> that just needs to be reinforced over and over and over again. It's not wrong for us to help someone who's going through this. And when I say help someone, I mean, maybe they're not, because of what they're going through, able to make that appointment for the doctor. Maybe we, we need to help them with that. Maybe do that on their behalf. Now, because of HIPAA and a bunch of other things like that, you know, obviously you can't be like, hey, I'm calling on behalf of so-and-so, but blah, blah, blah. you might have to have that person that, you know, in the room with you. So that way, when Zach goes, can you put the person, you know, the person that you want to have come to the doctor on the phone so we can validate with them that it's, it's okay to talk to you, that, that, that they can do that. Um, just be cognizant of that because HIPAA is a thing, you know, but if you feel or there is evidence that a person is right on the verge of, or I, they are seriously considering where you have a feeling that they will, you know, follow through with uh, their plan to kill themselves. Don't bother calling to get a, a doctor visit, take them to the ER it sucks and it's scary because if you take them to the ER and the ER decides, yes, they are a threat to themselves and they commit them, they have no control or say over where they go. They basically go wherever there's a free bed at that time. And it may not always be the most pleasant of facilities, let's say. Depends where you live. But again, Having someone going to a facility that maybe doesn't look the best and maybe looks a little run down or, you know, doesn't have all the amenities that you would want, that is thousands of times better than having to carry that person's casket. And the last thing that they mention is follow-up. Mental health is not a one-time deal. It's a continual everyday ordeal. It's something that happens more than you'd like to know. And following up, letting that person know that you still care, even after the fact, after the crisis has passed, is immensely helpful. Now, you don't have to go up to them and say, I still care about you, like every time you see them. Be friends with them. Interact with them. Invite them to do the things that you like to do, that they like to do, that you both like to do together. You know, maybe send them a text once in a while. Just check how they're doing. You don't even have to say, I'm checking how you're doing. Just be like, hey, how's it going? You know, like friends do. Uh, they also recommend like so something like sending a postcard. I, okay, fair enough. You can do that. But what that's really doing is that's showing that you do care and that you're not just there for the crisis moments. Although, to be honest, that's better than a lot of friendships out there where those friendships are maybe friendships of convenience, where they are there during the good times, and then anytime the bad times come around, they are gone and out the door. So yeah, do those things. And again, the website, again, like I said, is um, suicidepreventionlifeline.org, or exactly where these five steps are from are be the one com, which is, I'm just going to be honest, is a little awkward to come off the mouth, be the one com. So they have those five steps that they have, and they um, they have various kits you can download. Uh, I guess they're the five step graphic kits, you know, which might not be the worst to have around, especially if you're the ones uh, trying to do things. But 
they also have various other media kits from like right here, the U the U S Navy, you know, this is something that's not, this isn't something that's unique to one particular set of people in the U S this is something that is universal. And unfortunately, um, why I said the Navy, it does happen to veterans, especially if they saw combat. You know, PTSD is a real thing. Other mental health issues are real things. Unlike what Josh will tell you, ADHD is a real thing. Um, if you ever want to have a conversation with Josh on ADHD and how it's not a real thing, at least what he says, be my guest. Um, I've beaten that horse a billion times and decided to say, you know what, not going to have that conversation anymore. It's It's not worth it. Uh, to put that strain on our friendship to try to convince him otherwise. Now, will I joke with him about it once in a while? Oh, heck yes. Don't get me wrong. I will continue to joke with him about that, but I'm not going to try to convince him. So, Josh, if you're hearing this, you're good. So another thing I want to talk about that's happening, well, a lot recently, um, and it's something we talked about recently here on the channel as well, is uh, cancel culture. And I think... It's getting worse and worse. Um, and the reason I say that is we're no longer seeing it being necessarily one political leaning against another. Like, let's say we're not seeing it as, um, you know, the left versus the right. We're seeing it now even as the left versus the left. Um, so political wise, yeah, it's no longer an issue, I don't think. So the reason I brought this up is, again, it's in... The news. Um, and the reason it's in the news is that we have SNL, Saturday Night Live, who hired someone. Then they found out about a joke they did and then canceled. <laughs> Literally canceled. They were fired by SNL pretty much one day after they were hired, which, ugh. So the the person that was hired and then fired is Shane Gills, Gills, Gills. And, and the reason he was fired, okay, and it, I do not agree with what they did. Apparently, he made a racist and homophobic comment in the past on a podcast recording. Now, I understand the whole point of podcasts is to try to be unfiltered, realistic, and maybe bring forward, you know, data and opinions and thoughts and, and that. And the, the reason that this is particularly, I don't know, interesting is you have SNL that, okay, I'm not, I'll admit, I am not a big SNL guy. I don't watch SNL like every, every week. I don't sit there and engage. And in fact, I rarely watch TV as is. Uh, and Saturday Night Live would be one of the least things I do, but I have seen some of their skits. And if I'm being frank here, uh, the skits I've seen pretty homophobic on some of their stuff, or they're using racial stereotypes to do their jokes, you know? So if that's the criteria of why this guy got fired and SNL themselves are using this as part of their humor, you know, I'm having a little bit of a difficulty wrapping my brain around why he was fired. You know, so uh, there are people who are calling this out saying, hey, you know what? This is just cancel culture run amok. Uh, Bill Burr, Jim Jeffries. Uh, and 
I hate to admit it, but I agree. Well, no, I shouldn't say I hate to admit it. I agree with them. Whether I agree with them as people and comedians and politics wise doesn't mean I, I immediately have to go, oh, I disagree with this. I agree that this is something that, as Jeffries pointed out, he said, are we going to go back through everyone's history? Are we going to go back through everything that anyone has said, recorded, posted, done, being an edgy teen, being a stupid young adult? Are we going to go back through all of that and judge the person on that? And see, what I find interesting is this happens, right? And then you have shows like Family Guy, which I, I don't watch, um, and South Park, again, which I don't watch. But I've seen clips of them because they appear either in a news story or it somehow comes up on my YouTube feed. I don't know how. But you have these shows that make very racist and very homophobic jokes. And yet no one that I've seen, and maybe I'm just not finding the outrage on it, but I'm not seeing any outrage over those shows. It's almost as if that because they were created and started before a certain time frame, it's almost like their grandfather did or something. And it just doesn't make sense. I don't get why these shows, which have way more offensive content that I'm sure this guy ever said, and I haven't heard the supposed offensive content that got the guy fired. I haven't heard any of that, but they describe it as homophobic and racist. Okay. I could probably give me a couple hours, find a few episodes of South Park and or Family Guy, which are probably way worse than what this guy just did. And these shows are not being attacked. So it shows to me the hypocrisy. And it makes me question why they're willing to go back through someone's history and attack them, but yet let a show go on that is what doing what it is. I don't think, I don't think that someone should be disallowed from doing their job over stuff they said 10, 15, five years ago. Now, if, if he had just gone on a show, uh, an interview, like a month before he was hired, and he, what he was saying was ex- now was extremely racist. And here, and here's where I'm kind of, you know, kind of muddling some words here is because here's the fact. Let's be honest here with this. In American culture today, when someone says, oh, that's racist, is it really racist? Because it seems like anything nowadays, you know, cultural appropriation is racist. You know, if you're non-Native American and you wear a Native American uh, costume, you know, during thing, um, not Thanksgiving, sorry, uh, during Halloween, that's cultural appropriation. That's racist. You know, if because uh, I, I, I remember what, what was it this past year, uh, people who were getting yelled at for wearing sombreros on Cinco de Mayo because they weren't Mexican. That's ridiculous. And they were being called racist because of that. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this and you are not Mexican, you have this Mexican's full permission to wear a sombrero on Cinco de Mayo. It is not cultural appropriation. It is not racist. You know what it is? It's called having fun. And I'm sorry that the people are so bored with their lives that they have to nitpick on every little thing that everyone does and complain that someone wears a sombrero to celebrate a day of celebration. And that is just ridiculous. 
And that's something I, I personally am not going to deal with and let myself get outraged by that. Okay. Now, me saying that, guess what? 10 years, 15 years from now, if this ever catches on, I'll be canceled for something because I said that. Because I'm anti-Mexican, even though I'm half. So figure that one out. (laughs) So we need to really back off on this cancel culture here in America. And I'm glad to start seeing some people just fighting back on it and say, you know what, this is ridiculous. I'm glad to see that in this case, that Shane Gillis actually had, you know, some other people come out and say, hey, you know what, stop. This is cancel culture. Why are they being canceled like this? Because of something he did at this time. So we as a culture need to continue to move on and move forward. Of course, I say this and, you know, next month, We'll stop with the cancel culture and we'll go with something far worse. And what that is, I don't know. Well, actually, I have an idea. And the reason I say I have this is next year's the election. So what I'm going to see is how many people are going to call for the firing of people who vote for Trump, who wear MAGA hats, who wear red. I, I, there was an article I saw recently where a person basically said, stop wearing red hats, red, all red hats, because it's traumatizing. Um, The article right here, normal people must stop wearing any kind of red hat because red hats are scary. Written by Rebecca Maki, a former finalist for the Pulitzer Prize in the National Book Award. And And the reasoning that they say is that all red hats, even if they don't say make America great again, make disenfranchised people feel unsafe. So if you wear a red hat in the next couple months, you will probably be canceled by culture. You'll be told you cannot have a job. You'll be told to go back to your backwards-leaning, homophobic, bigoted, racist land. And that's disappointing, and that's sad. And it's because of stuff like this that it gets a little crazier every, every day. Now, I could go on and on and on and talk about my own opinions on some things, but uh, that doesn't fit into the proper context of uh, this podcast. Uh, This podcast is really meant to be that conversational thing. Now, that being said, here's what we're going to do for the rest of September. So starting today, September 18th through October 16th. If you leave a review for us on either Stitcher or iTunes and then send us a screenshot of the review that you've submitted uh, and send that to uywords at gmail.com, you automatically will get one of our stickers. We'll send that out probably uh, second half of October sometime. Now, one person, in addition to getting a sticker, will also be contacted, and you will also win a polo. So we're, what we're doing is we're getting some nice um, gray cotton polos. And in the upper left-hand corner, you know, left chest area, will be our just our logo, you know, no words or anything, just the little user words logo. Um, so one person, and we'll contact you for uh, sizing and shipping information and all that. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll, we'll win that as well. So, again, all you got to do is either on Stitcher or on um, iTunes, 
submit a review and then send us a screenshot of that to uywords at gmail.com. Now, you can also share us on social media. So again, either um, on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever social media platform you use. If you share us on social media and you send us a link to it at uiwords at gmail.com. So like if you share us on, on Twitter, you know, don't just send us a screenshot of you sharing it on Twitter, send us the actual link to the post as well. Or if you tag us, then you don't have to share it. So just you could tag us in the tweeter, in the twit tweet or the Facebook post. <laughs> Excuse me. Um if it's another social media, uh just just send us a copy of the screenshot or of a, a link to the post and you'll get in another entry then into for the polo as well we're looking at potentially doing uh another thing as well in addition to the polo uh, so if we do do that we'll let you know but as as of this time we're looking at one you know one additional polo uh for anyone who wants to do that so we'll give away one polo guaranteed sticker maybe something else special all that will be sent out uh, probably later October, depending on uh, maybe for the polo, maybe that'll be early November sometime. Uh, just depends on uh, manufacturing speed, processing, shipping, et cetera. Uh, but basically, what the reason we're doing this is we want to get a few more reviews out there. We want a little bit more sharing if we can. So if all of you did that, that'd be awesome. And then obviously you get something in return. And so what we'll do is after we, you know, get your confirmation that, you know, you gave us a rating and that uh, we'll contact you then for uh, shipping information as to where we should send your sticker or depending on how many reviews and that we get, we might, we might, you know, we might send out stickers, not just one. And they're nice stickers. We're not talking like cheapo stickers that come out of a inkjet printer or anything like that. No, 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 no. We're talking about some nice vinyl stickers uh, from Sticker Mule. Uh, so we're not doing these ourselves. We're you know paying a professional company to do them, so that way they actually come out and they stick and they you know last more than a day. Um, and and I know they work pretty well because I used a bunch of them to create the Josh Swatter, which was used at our live show. So they stick pretty well. So again, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Let us know what you think about uh, an episode like this when I'm not able to get the guys in for a full episode where I just basically maybe expound upon a previous episode or talk about something that's kind of relevant at this time. Then I can do this a lot easier since I don't have to rely on the other two guys uh, to be available. I can just do this at night or on my own spare time and get this uploaded in the proper time frame. Do that. That'd be helpful. Let us know on that. Give us a review, share the podcast, and uh, be on the lookout for some other announcements relatively soon. Thanks.